0: following podcasts may contain some adult language you've been warned
1: those of you who got an invite welcome to nerd prom
2: no matter where in the world you are we're all nerds international with the hyphen
3: Welcome to Finding the Narrative, a Genesis RPG podcast. This is a show dedicated to the Genesis role-playing system from Fantasy Flight Games, a show in which we, your hosts, discuss all things Genesis from both the players' and a GM's perspective. I am Tony Fanning, and with me, as always, is my good friend, co-host, brother from another mother, Mr. Christopher Holmes. How you doing, buddy?
0: I'm doing great. I am doing pretty awesome. Pretty awesome, considering what happened on Sunday. Both my Minnesota teams lost. Fuck. To the Chicago teams, the Wild, which is a hockey team, lost to the Blackhawks. Yeah, I know. I know Stark is going. Yeah, motherfucker! And then, um, <laughs> and then my Vikings lost to the Bears. <laughs> so, but that's okay. Other than that, The Bears, The Bears. Yeah, and you guys just heard that voice. That is Daryl, our gaming hoe, Cartier or
3: Cartier.
2: How you doing, Daryl? i'm doing okay um <laughs> welcome to the show buddy my first time here it's uh, gonna have some fun uh mm. also myself uh, not doing so hot my edmonton oilers uh they fired their head coach and uh tom mcclellan and now they've got the uh, ken hitchcock yay They should have fired the gm chorelli Ooh, you got a hitch huh yeah <laughs> they should have fired the gm chorelli he's a bum
0: Alrighty then well um so I want to ask Daryl, which we've asked all of our guests when we start. How'd you start? Where'd you cut your little baby teeth on gaming? I started on the Red Box. D&D. Mm, What'd you start,
2: man? Trying to think. I started probably. The it has a fake, it's been a
0: long time ago, so that's it's good.
2: At college, in college, uh, more than likely it was uh, second. It was the second second edition Dungeons and Dragons.
0: Cool. Okay. Way back when. Way back, nice in, way back
3: in the
2: back,
3: back Machine, sweet. So, so welcome. I, oh, I got a question for you, real quick, Daryl. Do you know how you got the nickname, the Gaming Ho?
2: <laughs> that was actually my, my bestie, Stefan Dragonspawn, who uh, <laughs> I used to game with for years in Shine Tar and then brought me online, uh, brought me on gaming online with jamie pearson under rpg brewery a few times and then of course he put up a couple of posts he's looking for you know anybody wants to need to volunteer for a game or play this daryl's available he's the next thing i know i got coined the gaming core <laughs> so
3: he was pimping you out yeah, so. <laughs> you never say no you know was, you don't ever say no that actually came though the game daryl the gaming horror actually came from me and chris
2: oh <laughs> There we go. Somebody coined it somewhere. <laughs> yeah,
3: we kind of did. We were like, like, because we were like, we were talking to Jamie and um, Stefan one night, and we were like, man, I've asked Daryl to play like
2: four different games, and he says yes to all of them, dude. He never says no. Well, to be, to be well, fuck. I guess that means I got no life. But to be fair, to be fair, uh, here uh, I don't have a gaming group. My one gaming group was. Stefan, when he lived in Montreal, and another person. So uh, the only really, I guess, outlet I would have is once every two weeks to do a tabletop game. I don't mind trying new systems, and I'm a a firm believer in it's not so much, this sounds almost like sacrilege, but it's not so much the system as is the GM or DM running it. If you have a good bunch of players and a very creative, uh, experienced seasoned GM behind the wheel, you're going to have fun, no matter what system you play.
0: That's good. Well, cool, dude. Well, glad you're on. Glad so am I. And um, we don't have any news, man. Bummer. Yeah. Come on, FFG. You need to get us news.
3: Yeah, even if you just got to send it to us privately, Chris and I will gladly receive those emails and share them with the world for you.
0: That's right. We sure will. <laughs> and, you know, if you want to send us a preview copy of Shadows of the Beanstalk, feel um, free to do that, too. We'll... Um, Definitely give you feedback on that. If you
2: want. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, come on, well, Android.
3: We got yes. some. We got some. Uh, some cool uh, listener feedback that I wanted to cover in today's show. Let's do it. Um, by the way, today's show. I came up with an epic name for today's show. <laughs>
0: you sure did, and I must say that we do have uh, Daryl being the one that experienced it first. Yes,
3: us. he was. Our, the, the title was of the our, first victim.
0: The t- Yes. The, well, after you and I. Um, <laughs> the, the title of our show is called Epic Smell Wars. Oh, um, good lord. And um, <laughs> we've uh, kind of coined that term after a game called Epic Spell Wars from the Wizard of Mount Skullfire. Um, yeah, there was a bad experience Tony and I had when we first day of the con. And yeah, we will get into that in our um, when we are um, a little later on in the show
3: right on yeah Epic's all right warning. so <laughs> you've been warned <laughs> listener everyone. feedback yeah <laughs> no. listener feedback feel free to tell us that uh we're we're flatulent bastards i don't care it's not gonna i mean it's not gonna hurt anything um I, but anyhow like thank, yeah. thank god this is a scratch and sniff <laughs> right you only have to listen to us you don't have to smell us daryl had to smell it <laughs> yeah um, he did anyway so uh, First one was from Samuel West via email. It says, hey, guys, love the show. And it has got me to start running a Genesis campaign of my own for some friends. First of all, cool as hell. Yeah, it is. Um, Cool as
0: fuck, actually. That is, I'm glad. We're happy for you, Samuel. That's a great dude.
3: Yep. And now at Character Generation, one of my players didn't like any of the existing heroic abilities and wanted to make one make his own after talking a bit he wanted something like a mass of conjured minions we talked about the the theming and worked out a fair trade on what it does basic level but i was struggling with what Hmm. to give an ability like this at the improved and supreme levels i did think of more guys but it feels kind of lazy and could bog down later combat any ideas would be appreciated hmm so, Chris, what did you think?
0: Well, <clears throat> what I think about this is uh, I love it that you're working with your players for, um, you know, just kind of working out something. Now, this is, you know, I mean, there is a, a spell called, you know, a spell type called Conjure where you could do this kind of stuff. But um, at a higher levels, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go against, at the improved level, give more minions Maybe buff them just a little bit, right? Maybe give them a plus one soak, or have the player choose, or maybe make that an upgrade to the heroic ability, right? Um, mm-hmm. And then, um, and then maybe at the supreme level, maybe they do a minion group and a rival instead. I wouldn't, definitely wouldn't summon a, a nemesis. That would be, that would be. I wouldn't the, the, the heroic abilities are pretty heroic, but not necessarily that, but definitely rival would be kind of cool at a Supreme level. I would think.
3: I yeah. Think. And if you wanted to keep it at minions, I, I sent him a response and it's cool. my response. I'll just read it to you. Cause it's a little easier. It said, first of all, thanks for emailing us and glad to hear you like the show. Second, without knowing the stats on the minions that you created, I would say there is nothing wrong with upgrading them at each level. They could get more wounds, or better gear and attacks, Uh, as as you mentioned, increasing their numbers. Any combination of these would work for both. Remember, for each minion in a group, after the first, you upgrade their checks by one, which is kind of badass, so keep it low to start. You should start your base with two to three minions, and then just add one per improvement, plus a wound threshold or a damage bump each step, and that would be right in line with other abilities power-wise.
0: Yeah, that sounds reasonable.
3: Yep. That's cool. But, and this is lastly, very cool idea, and because, uh, well, that's what it's all about, working with your players and coming up with something cool.
0: Mm-hmm. So. Absolutely. Yeah, it's all about having fun. How about you, Daryl? What do you think?
2: Oh, I think it's a great idea. It's almost like the opposite of Unleash. Instead of removing minion groups, you're adding them, and that's, <laughs> that's kind of nifty. I like that idea.
0: <laughs> so, yeah. you're, so you're leashing them. Wait a second. Release the hounds. Release the hounds. (laughs) There you go. Cool.
3: Oh, Oh, if only I had chosen that for Gorgo, and he summons a pack of hyenas. Damn it. I didn't think of this. (laughs)
0: There's always time there, dude. There's always time. (laughs) All right. Let's see. So the next one. Oh, gosh. Okay. So Iam Radnam. I am am Rad Gnome. (laughs) I am Rad Gnome. I am a Rad Gnome. Okay, via Facebook reviews. (laughs) Finding a Narrative is an amazing podcast that goes into very good descriptions about uh, Genesis system and its inner workings. Most recently, I've been listening to their setting building and love the idea of group brainstorming a setting. So much so, I'm going to talk to my friends into trying it. I'm going to talk my friends into trying it. Wow, that is so cool! I'm so glad that we've inspired you to work with your buddies and create a system, and just go out, go outside the box, and just start brainstorming new ideas. That's cool. I can't wait to to see it. If you guys yeah, and
3: I can't wait for us to get further into <clears throat> um, doing the primordial machina which we are going yes. to do in future episodes if you look at our if you end up going over to our uh, Miwi page um mm-hmm. you'll see that i have our schedule up and you'll see those as they pop up i've given about two to three episodes in advance yep. talking about what we're going to be working on but as we get that treatment done for that system once or setting once we get it where we're both kind of happy with it we will be putting a document out there on on the internet because that was another question that he had for us, or one of our other listeners had, yep. was whether we were going to create a setting document for it, and we are.
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. So I mean, yeah, I would say um, any any um, so advice and when you're brainstorming a session uh, setting, no no idea is a bad a bad idea. Write it down. Somebody says something, somebody write it down, and then when you go through it again, you say yes to everything, like Tony, Brian, and I did.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of how it worked We didn't want
0: to hurt. I don't know why. No idea know.
3: was a bad idea it that day.
0: Feel, it Didn't feel like it. It's like, well, these all kind of work together. We might we have said, did no, throw
3: I'm some gonna... things out. We, we did. did. But
0: yeah, yeah, I mean, it's just yeah, it's cool. And what Tony and I have been doing is we've been we've been um, we created a uh, a board on Pinterest, and we've just been throwing we as we see art and throwing art in there. We're kind of getting an idea of what it looks like to both of us, so that's yeah. an idea too. If you guys see, I mean, for me, art, you know, picture says a thousand words, right? I mean, it's really a look and feel of the system. If that's kind of what you guys are going
3: for too, so yeah. right, Excellent. right. And then lastly, well, not lastly, actually, I, I'm going to go into the uh, the one I wanted to call an audible on. Mr. Darrell had a question for me earlier today on the Week. Sweet. um and uh, it was actually kind of threw it out there for the genesis gms you know, basically um there was a big long discussion about you know a, a dragon that was attacking a player and rolled a failure and three triumphs how would you tell the difference between one to th- two to three triumphs as far as a
2: narrative was
3: really what Daryl's question was. Right, Daryl?
2: Exactly. How did you adjudicate them? What's the impact between one versus two versus three triumphs? How would
3: you So, that? in this example, the dragon is the uh, adversary that the GM is playing, and the dragon is trying... There's a warrior on his back attacking him, and the dragon is trying to attack that warrior... Okay. Uh, ...with basically a claw attack or trying to roll or whatever. The... the it was all a brawl check, okay. Um, it, and the the dragon failed and rolled three triumphs. Now in Jamie's game, where this actually happened, Jamie had the dragon grab a the the player character and chuck him into a portal, and it was a one way portal. Nice. And now the player was okay with this, but there was there's other ways. To have adjudicated that there's a whole bunch of ways you could do it every table's different but my easy explanation to daryl was okay so failure with one triumph would equal the dragon reaching for the player making uh and the player was dodging and but anything that that character tried to do because the dragon was reaching for him and failing to hit him would be upgraded because the dragon is moving around. The guy's kind of losing his footing. He's trying to hold on, so it's just sense. an upgraded check yep. for a for a single triumph, an upgraded check. But you know, you narrate it out. Oh, he's
2: okay. dodging and kind of like being in the back of a bucking stallion,
3: right? Okay. Yep. And then failure with two triumphs would be maybe the dragon does try uh, doesn't grab a hold of him, but you know, reaching back for him, he hits him, knocks him off, he falls to the ground, his weapon goes flying across the uh, battlefield, and he's laying prone right next to the dragon. That is, he didn't take any damage, but he's knocked prone, his he's weapon is far off. away, mm-hmm. that's two triumphs, easily. Oh, yeah. Uh, basically, that means that character is going to have to take a full round or more to be able to act. Uh, gotcha. Gotcha. And that, that, that kind of gets the feel of two triumphs. Mm -hmm. Makes sense. And then the third triumph, what Jamie did perfectly fine for his table, his players loved it. But I had a different alternative way you could do it too, um, which was uh, you could have pinned the player, the character under the dragon's claw, disarming him and requiring an opposed coordination or brawn versus the dragon's brawn. Mm -hmm. Um, or excuse me, Dragon's Athletics or Brawl, whichever you wanted to use, uh, check, an opposed check to get free to be able to even act in yeah, any way, yeah. sh- mm-hmm. shape, or form against the dragon.
0: Or like the dragon uh, may have like moved up against the wall and it's got him pinned up against the wall. Something that along too. those lines.
3: <clears throat> but That's cool. that check any check he would be making would be automatically upgraded. If he wished to retrieve his weapon, it would take a full action. And he has to make an additional check to be able to do anything other than be crushed by the dragon. Yep.
1: Uh, yeah,
3: yeah. So that is a good way to adjudicate three triumphs. Uh, and and it gives you kind of the three different scales of things you can do with a triumph and just throw them all in there, the whole kitchen sink. Mm-hmm. Well,
2: thanks. Actually, that, that does put things in perspective. Cool. Clarifies. Now, what if you had
0: seven advantage?
3: (laughs) 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 Moving on. Yeah, moving on. I know. (laughs) Chris, why don't you read the last one, buddy? Uh,
0: All right. From Uncle J. Raz, the luchador, who we met in real life, in person, Mm -hmm. at Con and a Cup. Um, He says, thank you so much, Chris Holmes, Tony Fanning, and even Jamie Pearson for showing me, and Matt Raz, his nephew, um, the glory that is Genesis. I love that. The glory that is Genesis. Ah, ah, ah. Um, it was definitely the surprise of the con for us. Wow. I'm pouring over the rule book now, and it makes so much sense now. I really appreciate getting the chance to check it out. You guys really know your stuff. It's fucking awesome. Exclamation point. Well, Uncle J. Raz, nice meeting you, too. And we're glad we got a couple other converts.
3: Yeah. Glad yeah, you definitely. It, Matt did glad a great job. I'm glad they loved it. Yeah, and Matt, Matt did a
0: great job. Oh, man.
3: Matt, let's, like, he... Okay, so both Matt and Jake got in on, like, one game, and they were both kind of hesitant. Mm-hmm. But then Matt was like, I want to sign up for the rest of the games. I want to oh, play right. <laughs> Genesis. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and by the last game, he was, he had it down. He was reading yeah. his pools quickly, even changing mm-hmm. from Genesis to Star Wars dice. Yeah. It was a
2: quick changeover and, for him. Mm-hmm. In Star Wars, I noticed that I... Didn't want to help him, uh, you know, interpret his dice. He over yeah, and he was bang, know. But he was doing it. He was doing, bang, it. Bang, he bang. Was doing relatively. Yeah. And I was looking like, wow, for first time. it took okay. me a couple of sessions. Well done. Well, sir. yeah, well dude, done. he was
1: doing
0: better than you because you've had fantasy grounds calculated for you automatically.
2: I I, actually, I wasn't, <laughs> I, I wasn't too nervous. <laughs> actually, I, I did surprisingly well. It took me a yeah, second or two more yeah. than other people, but I did it. The only issue i had is when we stepped into uh legend of the five rings when you ran it the different the different uh, dice or they're similar they're not i'm like okay <laughs>
0: thanks ffg yet again for new dice <laughs>
2: yeah, that, was awesome. that was fun that
3: was good awesome well that's it for listener feedback
0: yeah thanks for the feedback everybody we appreciate the uh the kind words we do.
3: yeah the love even even the hatred Nah, we don't get any of that. Just, just, just a little. <laughs>
0: yeah, just a little, <laughs> and razzing, of course. So,
3: yeah, but if, if you guys, if you guys leave us a Facebook review, um, or even an iTunes review, mm-hmm. um, and you have kind words to say, we'll most likely get to them eventually. Mm-hmm. So, even if you uh, don't appreciate kind,
0: it. Even if you don't have kind words to say, give us some constructive criticism, if you will. If you don't like what we're doing, suggest something that be great. Unless
3: it's to tell Chris to quit breathing on the mic and to tell me to oil my squeaky chair. We know we just. <sighs> <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> that's, that's, All right. We know we're just late. No, just kidding. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Shall we go on to the next section? Let's do that. Welcome to 50 Pieces of Awesome. This is where Chris goes on to the great world wide web, finds us something cool, unique, and just plain awesome and shares it with us. So what do you got this week, buddy?
0: Uh, I have something that actually kind of makes me want to get into doing working on our Primeval Machina a little bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Very inspired by this um, website that was created by Parker Harris Emerson aka Citizen Keen um, on the Genesis forums and I believe I've seen that guy on um, Star Wars too. Um, okay. And I'm liking the name. Citizen Keen made me think of Keen Weapons from D&D 3.5. Kind of a clever name. Sharp minded, quick witted. Anyways, um, he has created... A world called Osmium, I think that's what it's called. He has a website. Um, I'll, I'll go ahead and link it in the show notes. Um, and it is... Uh, <laughs> so here it is. Here's, here's his uh, description. Just the one line could probably say it all. The Osmium universe is one of finite possibilities. A kitchen sink where awesome is dialed to 11. Okay, this is... Okay, that's good. It is... This it's- is full... Minotaurs with chain guns and undead dragon hackers kitchen sink where every trope is included where it would heighten the player's sense of enjoyment and enthusiasm. Wow.
3: Sounds like riffs. Awesome. Kind of
0: yeah, I think that's what it what it has been. It's been a bit inspired by, by riffs, but um the website is pretty nice, pretty nice layout. Um the art is very evocative, I must say. And you can there's a players section a GM's section with, um, house rules, magic system. Um, now they're ma- let me go to the magic system here. What he's done, there's four different, or well, actually three, three different types of magic. Surgery is kind of more intensive trainings, but he did put it in a magic sys section. Cause it's like technology is kind of magic kind of in this. Um, there's blue magic, um, where, um, They master, blue mages don't tap into other dimensions, they just master this one. Purple magic. Purple mages reach into the underlying fey realm, a parallel dimension linked to ours via unobservable quantum states. And red magic, they manipulate the underlying structure that uh, that's around them. Not just DNA, but cellular cohesion, atomic cohesion, even quantum cohesion. Wow, what the heck? That's so cool sounding. Um,
3: Very metaphysical.
0: Love very, it. very much so. The species you could play, you could play humans, which is kind of cool. Which actually, on here, they, he has like name generators built into his website. Like at the end of the um, the species, you just click on a name generator, male name, Ma- Matia Massina, cool name. There's an Atlanteans, mm-hmm. that's cool, and uh, a kothanian which basically they look like Cthulhu-like creatures with, you know, tentacle faces. Um then I saw the Shadowfoot halflings. Dwarves. Dude, I could play a Space Dwarf. Love it. <laughs> Liking
3: that. <laughs> Liking that. Any um, setting with dwarves has my seal of approval. Absolutely. And then
0: there are elves. Um, mm-hmm. so it's a very and then halflings Kuatoa? What? I could play Kuatoa? Alright. Rock on. <laughs> a regenerative. Um, which is a, um, I believe they are basically cybernetic humans. Um,
3: you mean recognitive? Oh, yeah, yeah,
0: recognitives. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, them. <laughs> and of course, you could play a Varar, which is basically, they're bears. Yeah, they're bear men. Ursine creatures hey. who walk upright with claws. That's cool.
1: Yeah, that yeah, so is cool.
0: I mean, it's a futuristic setting of awesomeness, man. I mean, I'm not so, sure what else to really say except go there and check it out, everybody.
3: Starfinder yeah, meets Rifts meets uh, Spelljammer, kind of all thrown into one Genesis setting. Yeah. Love it.
0: Yeah, we'll have to take a look at I that mean, later. A lot of a lot of different careers: battle mages, entertainers, explorers, hackers, healers, mm-hmm. pilots, scholars, scoundrels. So I see. Ooh, a sorcerer, and then right after that, a starship captain. Nice. nice. It's just so weird, just looking, seeing like a a. Um, there's a picture of basically a well, lack of a better term, a tiefling war- sorcerer casting a um, casting a. Oh, what do I want to call it? Doctor Strange like spell? You know how that was in that movie, and then underneath it, a starship captain, <laughs> which is pretty cool.
3: Nice.
1: Sweet. Yeah.
0: All right, so... I do like... Oh, one thing that I do want to mention, because I like how they did this, where they list the the career skills, like, say, for the healer, right? All these career skills, charm, cool, discipline, science, medicine, resilience, survival, and then a choice, any combat skill. Ah, So it didn't didn't list it, but you could pick any combat skill if you wanted. And a couple of these have it, like your hacker. You could choose either Skullduggery or Stealth. And you yeah, can choose any knowledge skill, So it's kind of cool that way. You
3: know, the battle mage. Think. Yeah, choice, any knowledge, choice, any magic, and choice, either brawl or melee. I like it. Yeah, that's it's kind of, again, it's got that Rifts feel. that mm-hmm. uh, When you made Rifts RCC or OCC characters, you had that back in the old original Rifts where you had mm-hmm. a big choice of your career skills. or Your list of career yep. skills was kind of customized for each character. Yeah. So,
0: and each one of these Very careers, which is what, what we also like, are the starting gear. you know. Starting here's gear. Here's yeah, your starting gear. Boom, go. And you can create characters pretty quickly, which is awesome. Well done, Citizen Keen.
3: Yes. So, Mr. Parker Harris Emerson, we give you 50 pieces of awesome. Please try not to spend them all in one place.
2: <laughs> <Awesome>. <laughs> Sweet.
0: Yeah,
1: man.
0: All right. All right, everybody. Um, we are going to combine the Book of Genesis and setting the tone into one section, kind of our meat of the show. We're we're going to recap what what went on at Conan the Cobb um, a couple weeks ago, which, dude, it's already been a couple weeks, guys. I can't believe it. And we can call this section Smelling the Tone?
3: Mm, I don't know. <laughs> Smell, smell! What our room was cooking? I don't the,
0: know. <laughs> the books of smelosis. I don't know. I don't know. It's mm-hmm. so horrible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah. So conan of got to see you guys in person. Got to see Daryl for the first time in person. Meet you first time. Right. In person, we've been gaming together for two years. About.
3: Right. Yeah. It? Daryl and I almost best. rubbed our bald heads together and created a wormhole, but uh, unfortunately, <laughs> I had I had uh, I had uh, grown a
2: little bit of hair, so it didn't happen. So, <laughs> awesome. We we didn't we, we didn't create a rift in the time space continuum.
3: <laughs> no. Give
0: it time. Give it time.
3: Um. <laughs> so so Daryl, where do you where did you travel from, and how long of a drive was it?
2: I drove, uh, well, I first off, I went and I picked up the night before I went and I drove to Stefan's to give him a stay there for the night and go with him. So it took me three and a half hours there. And the next day was about eight and a half hours drive from uh, Prince Edward County in Ontario to mm-hmm. Ridgefield, Ohio.
0: Ah. Just south of Cleveland. Yeah. To me,
3: a- I just made the short little four-hour jaunt. <laughs> Sleep. over over from here in kalamazoo michigan uh, to pick up somebody who flew in
0: yeah which only took me about an hour and a half <laughs> like <Flight, laughs> no big deal it wasn't eight hours No, sorry
3: <laughs> but it was a little less comfortable flight for you right yeah
0: yeah that sucked <laughs> because i paid <laughs> my wife talked me into buying a first class ticket so i did because i'm not a small guy um, And a first class seat would have been choice, but they um, put me on a smaller plane, which meant the oversold status was really oversold. So they put me in what was called Comfort Plus. Thanks, Delta. No, it wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't Comfort Plus. Not for this plus size, dude. Fuck you guys. <laughs>
2: oh, fuck. <laughs> I see. Here's where I'd be thinking about it. Wait a minute. First class, where's my free drinks? I mean, no oh, Comfort Plus, which, what do you get? Oh.
0: Which, by the way, the woman who put me, who, um, she was the, the um, the flight attendant there, I was saying, ah, I I was supposed to be in first class. I was getting a little upset and just kind of, oh, I was so frustrated. And then she just saw how uncomfortable I looked. She looked, she came to me and said, do you want a drink? I'm like, yeah what do you got for alcohol? And she kind of looked, because it was like 9 o'clock in the morning. And, and she listed out, I'm like, yeah, I'll, I'll have a Jack and Coke, please. <laughs> and she does, so that was great.
3: It's 5 o'clock
2: before. in Tokyo, shut up! It's 5 o'clock <laughs> somewhere. Five o'clock somewhere.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that was
0: great. So thank you to her. I know she doesn't... Well, maybe she does. I don't know. If so, yes. I was that big fat dude that, that got put in comfort plus a couple of weeks ago. Appreciate that and appreciate the big ass bag of s- snacks that you gave me when I was leaving. That was good. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, so we got so, it. So, I got in there, got in there about noon, and Tony just pulled right on up and picked me up, and we headed on down to Richfield, dude.
3: Yeah, and we couldn't check into our room till like three o'clock in the afternoon. So, we right. went to this little place called the Musketeer Bar and Grill just down the road. Mm-hmm. And, uh, <laughs> so, Chris and I are sitting there, and we're both starting out. We're having a couple drinks, and we said, Yeah, we're going to get something to munch on until the rest of the guys show up and we can have dinner.
0: Yeah, because so Stephen, this- Dar- Stephen and Daryl get- were going to meet us about an hour after we got there. We're like, Yeah, let's order something.
3: What do we so order? So, we get this epic plate of nachos, just heaped with burger and cheese and just everything that is good about nachos. It was pretty damn good. <laughs> it was delicious. Until... And we munched on that. And then we had our dinner and, and then, you know, Daryl and Stefan showed up.
0: Yep. And then Jay Raz and Matt showed up a little mm-hmm. later mm-hmm. after that.
3: And and then we all headed to the hotel. Well, about this time when we get to our room and Chris and I start unpacking our room is when the nachos hit full force.
2: The Nachos, maybe the chicken wings and the what, what was, was the it that you wings? had, Tony? Pretty damn, I don't pretty, even, pretty
0: damn sure it was that fucking hamburger shawarma meat. or
2: falafel or something you had there. It was, oh, yeah, I right. had a gyro. Yeah. gyro. yeah, it's a gyro. Yeah. Oh, my God. It was just heaped with
3: cucumber dressing. <laughs> so good. but Good shot. Um, yeah. We, uh... <laughs> <laughs>
0: and poor Daryl had... comes in the room about, like, 20 minutes later and... I...
2: <laughs> Allow me to paint a picture. I've always wondered during gaming in my younger years, what it would be like you know, to run into one of these uh, <laughs> what are those solid cubes of mass in D&D, those monsters while yeah, in the, the, the cube, g- gelatinous, gelatinous cube. cube. Gelatinous <laughs> cube. But this is like walking into a, a gelatinous fart. And you walk in, it's like this miasma. I walked right in, and <laughs> my nose hair is just curled off. And I'm like, oh, my God, <laughs> what a stench. And I just did a 180, and I left. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'll there. kill, man, all fucking weekend. Ooh, yeah, so
3: yeah, that, our room became epic smell wars. The, just yeah. that start, the tone for Chris and I, unfortunately, I the shows really did kind of tear us both up that day. Yeah, and Thank then we so to get just, us a big
0: can of Febreze.
3: Oh, yeah. That was, <laughs> We had Stefan get us some Febreze. Daryl was about.
0: threatening to make a frickin' grenade out of it.
3: <laughs> exactly.
2: Roll it into our Tape, room. <laughs> Duct taped the dispenser down. Just roll it right in. Yeah. Yes. Uh, but
3: uh, then we sat around with all our friends and we sat and we played some party games. Oh, dude. Uh, did it? Did any of these stand out for either of you guys? Oh yeah, so- dude. I
0: like I like the Spank the Yeti game.
3: Yeah, that, that was, was fun. That
0: was that's like <laughs> that's like um, Mary Fuck Kill turned to eleven. And mm-hmm. it was pretty sweet. It was pre- it was pretty good.
3: Yeah, and we did play some epic spell wars. We tried to. We got through one round. Yeah, we did. <laughs> and some players got upset because they got killed in the first round because we had eleven yeah. people playing.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think James, James and Harrison. I think Harrison. He like died before he even cast the spell. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, oh, that he- was a fucking great game. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> yes, James and Harrison made it all the way over from uh, England, across the pond. Yes, the guy uh, from
0: the tabletop twats. Yeah, you
3: know, and Quats, then we had. Uh, yeah, everybody was there except Gary until late. Gary, the murder hobo, mm-hmm. he didn't show up till eleven. And then the next day, uh, Matt, imaginary Jones mm-hmm. from the imaginary yeah, Ramblings, Ramblings podcast, and his fiance showed up. So, nice. yeah. um, but. We had some fun. So we get into the actual con on Thursday. Yep. And first thing that happens, Chris and I realized we didn't have any games to start today. Oh <laughs> no. So we we went and had a nice long breakfast. And then we're like, hey, Chris, you want me to teach you the L five R card game? <laughs> He's like, sure. sure. So we sat, we played the L five R card game. We played Star Wars Destiny. Mm-hmm. Uh, played a couple of head to head games. Daryl, what'd you do?
2: Um, I'm trying to remember what I did. It was all epic blur for me. Um, <laughs> Were you I think part of I, the trailer park shark attack? Yes, that's what it was. I played. Uh, Eric Lemmer had, had a, uh, I guess it was is it a uh, he'd purchased the setting off someone I don't know. It was online, and it was uh, basically the whole premise was the trailer park gets flooded and the sharks. Come in to invade, and you have to survive. Fortunately, there's 24 NPCs, and he told everybody right at the get-go, "You're all gonna die." So you kill, you get one of your characters dies, you move on to the next one. And my first character, I had a a redneck, and one person had the 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 the, the trailer park prostitute, one had a meth dealer. I was playing a redneck named uh, Ricky, and uh, my my shotgun Cletus. (laughs) <laughs> and I had the most epic hindrance of them all. You have to go after the biggest and toughest opponent. What do I see in front of my in front of me? A great white shark. <laughs> I went, got a crit fail, and then probably got swallowed. But it was- <laughs> <laughs> And uh, later on, you get to figure out that there's aliens behind all this, and anal probes, and all kinds of interesting things wow. going on. Laser rifles. It was a crazy game. Uh, Eric did an stellar job on this one.
3: Yeah, that uh, that game uh, is written and um, laid out by Carl Carl Kiesler, who does amazing layouts for all of his games. Cool. He's done like um, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, the nineteen seventies. He's done uh, I can't even remember all the ones. He did like a Ghostbusters and Goonies one. These are all Savage Worlds games, but they're all beautiful with all the minis and handouts and things Mm -hmm. and.
1: He, he I'd like to. the one, to actually,
0: the one that, that that made like character sheets on eight track tapes, right?
3: That was the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen in nineteen seventies. That's yeah. so cool. Yeah, I'd you like can to print them out to make cases for eight tracks. Yeah,
2: I, I'd like to make an apology to Carl Kiesler. <laughs> I didn't remember your name, but it was one hell of a setting. Thank you very much. <laughs> <Yeah>.
3: <laughs> well, that's what I'm here. I remember all those stupid details that nobody else there wants to remember. So <laughs>
0: there you go. And while that was going on. We ran our Fellowship of the Dead game, didn't we? Or was that no? That was later?
3: afterwards. That was yeah. afterwards. We we ran Fellowship of the Dead after while well, Harrison right, was running Dungeon Crawl Classics over on the other table. Oh, that's DCC, right. Yeah. Well, that's, that's right
0: because right, Jer- Daryl, you were in our Fellowship of the Dead game.
3: Yeah, yeah that's
0: that was... how I remember. <laughs> that was awesome. That <laughs> it was pretty good. I was, I was throwing back the the DM and GM hat back and well, forth throughout that game. What I will be.
2: Compli- I we. I, to be completely fair, I thought it was uh, actually – I anticipated the fact you were both co-GMing and switching from player to GM. I'd expect there to be more of a hiccup and more – maybe I guess a loss of continuity, but you, you each took like a three- or four-minute break, which is fine. Everybody can go to a washroom, get a drink, whatever, and it was seamless. Like there was that no was lot of- gap in yeah. story. Uh, and it was just perfect like i mean you you each switched from your gm spot to your player spot and there was no loss of story okay. or any continuity it was uh perfect yeah we Filled just very well
0: we just knew where because uh, tony started it and um mm-hmm. and then he knew where i wanted you guys to be at the beginning of day two or the night of day one whatever and then vice versa you know at the end of at the beginning of day three, when we knew he was gonna be running, I just needed to get you guys to a certain point. And yeah, and it worked out pretty good actually.
3: Yeah. And, doing it? and oh, we I designed our character. We designed our character <laughs> if, if people want to know. We did a character with a split personality. Now a little background <laughs> on the character. He was actually twins in the womb and the mother was affected by a creature of the shadow. Mm-hmm. And it cursed. Yep. Yep. Set in Middle Earth, Um, and uh, it cursed this dwarf upon birth that the brothers share a body, Mm -hmm. Uh, but each day they change. Uh, It goes from one brother to the other uh, at at dawn or whatever. We just at each day it changes. So when Chris played him to start, Chris was Dwali. Dwali. And dwali we were both playing a treasure hunter, but Dwali was a little more friendly
0: back. yeah, a little more friendly um he had he did not uh, he he always um had his beard combed out and not braided
3: <laughs> yeah Whereas... <laughs> <And> <laughs> I was playing Murdoch. Murdoch is a little more wild, a little more gruff, a little more insulty uh, no. uh, and Murdoch likes a braided beard. <laughs> Yeah. So when we would switch, that would be our key to let people know that we were playing the other dwarf. is mm-hmm. we'd be, "Owies, me brother, owies, freaking undoing my beard. What the hell?" <laughs> was,
2: that was fucking awesome. I love that. That was great. I'm like, sit back and like eating popcorn, just watching the show.
3: Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, we had a lot of fun with it. Yep. And we kind of, I, I incorporated. Elements of uh, Evil Dead Mm -hmm. uh, started out with a Kandarian demon um, floating in the air. I made – I don't know if you're – anybody out there that's familiar with the Middle-Earth characters and um, Butterbur, the the innkeeper that's in The Hobbit or in in, uh, Lord of the Rings at the end of The Prancing Pony, that's where we started. And with him turning into a Kandarian demon floating in the air saying, Mm -hmm. he's going to
1: swallow your soul, swallow your
3: (laughs) soul. And then getting just raided by uh, reanimated zombies and skeletons. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was brutal. <laughs> yep,
0: and then it ended. And then it ended with um, the two characters from last year's adventure that I ran in Primeval Thule, where the mage and his Atlantean buddy got sucked into Necronomicon. And in Middle-earth, in Fellowship of the Dead, well, they wanted to try and get back to Primeval Thule without kind of, but they kind of were, you know, Cthulhu-ish with their tentacles and the Necronomicon was still there and whatever. And, um, yeah, I think uh, the two players, Stefan and Jamie, who played those two characters, were playing in this year. And then when we we dropped that on them, they're like, what? So that was kind (laughs) of cool. (laughs)
1: <laughs> In it, but then so, yeah, Blaine's I'm character,
0: right. little um, little nibs, proudfoot, grabs the uh, Necronomicon, and of course, f- being pulled into the portal as he leaves, we have a hook for next year's game. that was uh,
3: that was a ton of fun to run. We had oh, uh, you know, we had. Uh, kind of a select cast so to speak and Mm -hmm. uh, everybody uh, all the characters were taken except for poor poor uh, um, Borgrim our werebear Mm -hmm. Uh, nobody took him so he ended up uh, getting uh, um, well
0: hospitalized if you will
3: (laughs) hospitalized (laughs) after almost getting killed torn apart by several of the reanimates
0: yep yep
3: Um, So then we had over on uh, another table going on, I do believe, uh, oh, I'm sorry, there was another game going on in the morning that I completely forgot about. Um, Necessary Evil.
0: And I think Stefan ran, didn't Stefan run um, Tirnath? Or did he run that Friday morning?
3: I, I, You know what? It's all a blur. Some, he did run that Thursday morning. He ran that on the books, and he had a couple people. He ran uh, yeah. a Shields of Terranoth game that he created um, on Thursday morning. That's yes, right thursday morning and uh you know he gave uh our friends harrison and james uh an introduction to genesis and kind of got them prepped for what it was going to be like and then uh gary played with them and uh gary obviously never has been a big fan of genesis but we still love him anyway the big lovable bugbear that he is um yep but uh and he played, and he was a good sport. Uh, he gave it a shot, and uh, he's still not in love with it, but uh, Harrison kind of got, you know, he's like, I'm uh, not sure, but enough that we said give it another shot, and he tried it again later.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: But then, uh, so j Raz ran, I don't remember if he had it in the morning or in the evening, I, I wasn't a part of it, but he ran Necessary Evil, which is a oh, yeah. uh, the breakout, which is a you're, you play evil doer super villains and there's an alien invasion going on and you're breaking out of prison, fighting other evil super villains and finding out that there's an alien invasion going on. Um, Seemed pretty cool. Everybody that played it loved it. I think that was in the afternoon.
0: Yeah, I think that was.
3: And then, then Harrison also had uh, dungeon crawl classics that he ran. Um, were you part of that, Daryl?
2: No, no. That, I think that was running at the same time as your uh, your game, your uh, Fellowship of the Dead, wasn't it? Okay. Well, it was what either Wednesday Friday. I don't even remember when it was.
3: <laughs> I just threw it in on yeah. Thursday. Cause I can't remember. I can't
2: remember either. My God, but my then memory we, is horrible.
3: we shut down. We played a bunch of party games again on Thursday night. Um,
2: yeah.
3: With Matt and Liz showing up, they brought a game called Scrawl.
2: Oh, strong. God, yes. Okay. That's what it was. Yes, yeah. yes, yes.
3: Oh, that
2: was uh, funny as hell. <laughs> that was great.
3: What it is is basically a game of telephone where you, you get a, a phrase and you then try to draw that phrase and then you cover it with a blank uh, dry erase cardboard sheet and you pass it to the next person and they have to look at it and then write what they think it is in mm-hmm. words. Then they pass it to the next person and they have to draw it out, what was what you, written. So was written,
0: Yeah, so it's, <laughs> <laughs> highly recommend it. <laughs> uh, there's also another one called
2: Telestration. I think oh, we broke Daryl. I, I, <laughs> I, I remember because <laughs> you, you, you get a phrase, you draw it, then the other person hurts your drawing and writes down the phrase and it goes on and let's just say from the very beginning, the first sentence to the last picture, I remember the second to last person you're finding the narrative co-host, what? Chris Holmes, hands me. Uh, what did you hand me? He said, uh, "Yes, uh, Jamie fisting." Second Step <laughs> <Stephen, Stephen. Dragon laughs> I'm like, I, and I, I'm sitting there. How the fuck am I supposed to draw this? And Tony <laughs> drew it.
0: I'm sorry, Tony drew the picture. That's what Tony, it like. Tony
2: did, and I drew it. A nice picture, and it was great, And I drew a little happy face and a big smile. Oh yeah! Oh my <laughs>
3: god.
2: The words I got from
3: Blaine were smack that ass. So I drew a hand smacking an ass. Now, I am a horrible artist, okay? <laughs>
2: oh the fact God. that Chris
3: thought the hand was fisting the ass is not
2: exactly my fault. <laughs> from, from the first first <laughs> sentence down to the last drawing, I'm like, oh, my God. And
0: off the rails, mighty quick. <laughs>
3: Yeah, that, yeah. That, that, that. And, yeah. So that game can be fun, especially when you've been drinking, and what? some people tend to. There oh, were the a couple people <laughs> purposefully miswrote. Like there was one where someone did pooping on a pigeon, and and it 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 just the first person that saw it saw it, knew that it was pooping on a bird, and they just you know they they wrote shit bombing or something like that, and yeah. then they, it was. It, it went. It, it, it goes out. It escalated the
2: pretty fast. Yep. yep.
3: It was a great fun game, especially yeah. when we had like eight people playing it.
2: Oh yeah. <laughs> I I did notice that you guys didn't have it written here was joking hazard. Oh. Yeah. <sighs> that it, was. We play uh, that was five. Five. Yeah, it's yeah, We played that yeah, like Friday night
0: schedule. or Saturday night Holy
2: Friday crap. night was when everyone got
3: really good and lit drunk. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh yes. Uh. Excuse me. Wow. Or sat no Saturday night. Sorry. It was one of those nights anyhow. Yeah, Saturday um, night. Um Yeah. So then we got up uh Friday morning yeah. and Chris, yeah, you man. brought something to the con with you. I
0: did. I brought my Death Star waffle maker. Yes, everybody. I could make episode four or episode six waffles.
2: Fairly easy. <laughs> in that one. And, so yeah, I made and, and waffles and very, for everybody. And very and very tastily too, my dad.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. That was uh <laughs> thank you. Appreciate that. Yeah. I like doing stuff like that. Everybody seemed to be happy and yeah, those are good.
3: Oh yeah. We started off the day with death star waffles. And then mm-hmm. I went and played in Jamie's Terranoth because I purposely haven't read it. I knew he was going to run it for Con and the cop. Mm-hmm. I wanted to see the Terranoth, uh, adventure he ran was the one from Gen Con two years ago. Okay. Uh, where they introduced Terranoth to everyone and, um, you know, I wanted to experience that, so I went and played in that. Um, you guys did Cadillacs and Dinosaurs, both of you, didn't you?
0: <laughs> yeah, we did. Stefan yeah. had Cadillacs and Dinosaurs using the Adventures system, I think that's what it was.
3: Yeah,
0: yes. Yeah, yeah, like Adventures system, system? Very light system. To Stefan had, um, <laughs> had some dinosaurs out there, and he had toy Cadillac cars that the yeah, boys were playing with and sliding across Harrison's. the table. Harrison Harrison, and James, James and Blaine were all <laughs> were making kinda...
2: little ramps trying to jump the cars <laughs> over the dinosaurs and good lord. <laughs> <laughs> it
0: was kind of fun. It was pretty good. <clears throat> yeah, that was a good game.
3: And then um cool. Yeah, and so in Jamie's Terranoth, of course, that I don't know if you guys have listened to or read the The Haunted Mansion or Haunted City. Sorry, Haunted City no, is what it's called. I have not um it was fun. It was, cool. you know, we we started out just a bunch of random people on the road traveling together. We didn't really have a reason for it, but we kind of invented one quickly. Mm-hmm. And then uh, it um, we got embroiled in some, um, some. Do you mind if I spoil it a little? I
0: don't bit? mind. I, I think I've read okay. it a
3: little bit. All right. So we got embroiled in some kind of investigation of a, of a murder scene, found uh, some victims Ooh. of uh, a bloodsucker okay. uh, with a triumph roll during the investigation. We figured out it was a vampire that we were looking for. And wow. so then we traveled on to an inn where we encountered said vampire and her minions and fought them. And they barely got away from us. <laughs> oh, wow. And we followed them into the the, the city, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm not going to ruin it from there. But yeah, we had a we had an epic, cool uh, session there. It was a lot of fun, yes. and uh, yeah, it was Teranoth. So I was that was the 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 one there where I got to sit next to j Raz and kind of coach him, and then we had uh, his his nephew uh, Matt on the other side of me. So I was kind of helping them as Jamie ran it, and he was helping um, Matt Jones uh, kind of learn mm-hmm. the system. So we had, like, he had three new players, and then he had me and Matt Stark. And yeah. um, we all had a great time.
2: Yeah, it was. It was awesome. It was awesome. Mm-hmm. Just to uh, to quote uh, James from Cadillacs and Dinosaurs, for science! <laughs> remember that? <laughs> <laughs> guy was a card. Oh, yeah, for we're, yeah. yes,
0: yes, yes, yes. we're gonna do this for science, of course. We're gonna it's... go chase that woman down. <laughs>
3: yeah, I think Stefan said it ended with a T Rex and a rocket launcher, or something like that, or a Claymore mine.
2: Uh, yeah, yes, I did that. Yeah, like Claymore. All three yes. three. I think. I think
0: his uh, character, um, um, Daryl's character planted the mines, and then um, Blaine's character, female, he was playing a female. Kind of a Rocket love lunch. interest in my with my character, but then it well didn't. that's kind of creepy. Yeah, it, it <laughs> kind of was, was. But he ended up he ended up doing like the splits on the top of the car as he shot the as he shot the bazooka at the um, at the T Rex <laughs> as it broke out of its cage and nice. Yeah, it was
2: great. <laughs> yeah, the John Woo stuff.
0: Yeah, exactly. So and we kind of had the afternoon off that on friday because you were prepping for your game dude
3: yeah what i night? spent the afternoon prepping um i had uh, taken the time to convert from nifcon to my deep madness uh last minute and um i kind of got like the week before con on the cob i got the the boxes uh, of the game. Because this is actually, I, it's a kick-started um, board game. Um, and so I have all these beautiful minis and I have all these tiles. And I, when I did it on NIFCON 2, I ran it as theater of the mind. And everybody right. loved it.
2: Yes, I was one of the players. nice. Yeah.
3: And, uh, but this time I ran it with the tiles and the minis and I needed to get that all kind of prepped up and did a few little tweaks and changes and I incorporated my sanity rules. (laughs) Insanity (laughs) rules. Yeah, that was cool. (laughs) Those worked out really well. And I'm not gonna spoil that one for you at all, folks, because Jamie over at the RPG brewery, he recorded that and he's going to be releasing that as a live play. Mm-hmm. He said the recording mm-hmm. went great. Uh, Chris was a little quiet, but he did it. He adjusted Chris and Matt Stark in Levelator and brought him up to the level of everybody else. And so we did have some background noise of the Fiasco game that was going on at the <laughs> same time. Yeah, on a table, two tables away. Um, oh, oh God. That was rather rather loud and kind of interrupty at times, Mm -hmm. but we made it through. We had a lot of fun playing that. And uh, so when it comes out, um, Chris and I will put in our next show after it comes out, uh, The Link. Uh, so that mm-hmm. you can just find that, or you can go over to the, <laughs> you can go over to the RPG mm-hmm. Brewery and mm-hmm. keep an eye out. Subscribe if you want. Jamie does a lot of um, Genesis material. Uh, he's done some, several live plays of various different Genesis stuff. In fact, you guys have both been part of that. So.
0: Yep. Yeah, you just showed us you just held up an X card there. Um, Darrell, do you want to enlighten us on what happened in the
3: it's fiasco? Is that X card game? um just drawing or, it right there. Maybe, you're not going to talk we, about
2: fiasco at all or <laughs> what? <laughs> what was fiasco?
0: stays at kind
1: of a combo.
2: Fiasco is it was wild and uh my first experience ever playing fiasco and let's just Thank say that Lord. I'm still I know it's more of a, a, a social game in a sense. I don't know if you can call it an RPG per, per se, but you are know, building storytelling up storytelling game exactly, Corroborative storytelling. And let's just say the person running it, Matt Jones, was getting up there. Yeah, you know, I'd say very happy in, into the cups, <laughs> and I'd the rest of the players that played it was smashed, yeah. with the exception <laughs> of yours truly. And then uh, me, I was you know, I was fighting off an infection. So it was an antibiotic, so I couldn't drink. But everybody at the table was hammered. And we were going at it. And we had Gary sitting there uh, just watching us. And we incorporated him into the storyteller as, as, into the story, as I guess, uh, as NPCs. When we needed a, a female prostitute he was there what he what we did as a guard he was there you name it gary played so many he wore so many hats that night and at one point things were getting so out of control and so graphic and so raunchy i've never seen somebody play an x-card but gary was holding it up it's took- a Go, please, Daryl. If you go to the washroom, don't <laughs> come back. Just keep on going. <laughs> Forget about me. You know. Like, if oh you my know God. Gary,
3: you know that it takes a lot. I don't know if you've ever listened to his um, live Hobo. plays of the that he's done on the Murder Hobo show. He's done of his ICRPG um, of Gartar. That oh, shit God. is just unbelievably gonzo and perverted. And to hear that Gary threw an X card. I had to hear the details about what was going on. And I have to say, even our listeners, I won't engross you with those.
2: (laughs) You know what? I'm I'm, I'm kind of ashamed about it, but at the same time, I'm kind of impressed.
3: But uh, let's just say that it was a very raunchy game and the guys playing it were having a heck of a lot of fun crossing Mm -hmm. barriers.
1: (laughs)
0: Destroying barriers. (laughs) Destroying barriers. Oh, yeah. (laughs) So...
3: All right, so that, that, was, that was Friday. So, right, and also something eventful happened Friday night. During that game, Uncle Jay, got he drank two entire bottles of whiskey that day oh and God. got so unbelievably fall-down uh, uh. drunk that he barely made it back to his room. And Saturday morning, he was supposed to run Ripper's. But unfortunately, that did not happen. He did not make (laughs) Running Rippers because somehow during the night, his bag and the characters and everything he had for it got soaked. So. Now, he said it was water, but everybody else kind of thinks it might be. Nah, it was probably water. He said he had a big thing of water, and it's because he laid it next to the bed or set it next to the bed that spilled. Basically. (laughs)
2: R- rippers didn't happen because someone got ripped. but to 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 actually, you know, give the man props uh, but the amount of alcohol he had, he actually staggered his way up the stairs, <laughs> never never fell, never nothing, and he actually managed to get to his his room with just a slight hitch and got in, and then that was it. And in his bed. That is bad.
3: Yeah. That's good.
1: That's
2: good. So, and his nephew
3: made sure that he was in decent enough shape that, (laughs) you know, and then he made it there. Uh, But, uh, Jay, we love you. You were uh, great to have at the con. Absolutely. Uh, and uh, we're, we lovingly pick on you. Last year, just so you know, everyone, last year was me that got lit up drunk oh, yeah, you did. and barely made my game the next morning and then suffered through the whole morning with a hangover that's
2: from right. hell. So.
0: But what Tony is saying, he made his game in the morning. No, <laughs>
2: that's I okay, jamming. Jay. Jay, I, I, you're, still my... <laughs> it. you're still my favorite.
0: <laughs> well,
3: that's the yeah.
0: odds. Hey, I was his favorite
3: yeah yeah so was i at one point
0: yes <laughs> i did think he go around
3: yeah at one point yeah no.
0: we love you uncle jay you luchador yes. bastard you <laughs>
3: yeah so i awesome, come dude. to saturday morning the last day that we had games yep and, and I, I
0: kicked it off with um the l5r beginner game i ran for six of you seven of you
1: six yeah of
0: you, i think yeah that was um that was pretty cool. I actually I enjoyed running it. I got into character, you know, saying you know with the
1: accent. Oh,
3: I like how Blaine turned his uh, Scorpion courtier into Pi Mei from uh, yeah, uh, from was, uh, Kill Bill. Yep, exactly. it was very nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, and Matt Stark, and Blaine, played, the trooper that he was, with very little sleep, trying to play that game, like a couple hours, um,
0: and he played with yep. us for a bit. Yep, and then yeah. Stark doing the whole crab man big crab man guy I, th- I think everybody everybody did well playing that game Aww. that was great and we had Colin from um last year who we met last year he played he came in and played. didn't he play he played in that game didn't he it' was a samurai. Yeah, he was there yeah he, yeah he was very yep. with with Stefan Colin and um and Tony playing in that game knowing a lot about rokucon that helped out a lot that kind of set a Set a tone to have everybody else kind of get into character and stuff too. So that was pretty cool, and that that one. Yeah, fun. I,
3: <laughs> I gotta say I do like the system. I'm not sure I'm a huge fan of the beginner game itself, um, just because I think the game itself focuses a little too much on learning like the names of way too many NPCs.
0: Yeah, if you're a, if you're a new GM and you pick up the beginner game, um, good luck. Um, one thing that I would suggest is they actually had a list of contestants from each clan, and what I would do is I would just replace those contestants with your players. Whatever ones they pick out, just replace that. that is, that's a few more that names you're not going to remember, um, or yeah, that you don't have to memorize Cause that's one of the that's one of the things for me. Um, when you have a lot of NPCs, like we got a, I've got a lot of NPCs to learn for the Jewel of Yavin game cu- game coming up, and um, yeah, it's, it could be daunting even for an experienced GM. So yeah, be warned, be be warned on that.
2: I will add that the Rokugan <laughs> is a very rich and detailed setting. There's a lot of history in that, and it's uh, it's fascinating. You can just read up on that. I think it's a, <laughs> I, I enjoyed it. I'd like to actually um, the contests you had us do, the the challenges mm-hmm. when we were trying to become samurai, and we went through each we each went like the way you did it. You had us each doing our turn, and then you
1: mm-hmm. reversed
2: the order. And we're all trying whether it was poetry or or horseback riding or whatever the challenge may be. We all went through them, and we had to get the points. I love that it was a great system. Mm-hmm. I love yeah, that. Yeah, we were doing our genpuku ceremony. Genpuku. That's it. Yes.
0: And, yes, and I'd also suggest if you're going around doing initiative. Um, If you go around your table that way, when you're going through first these runner. contests, um, start with one person, go, go around, and then start with the next person, go around, keep going around, because you have a chance, these people have a chance of becoming like the forefront runner, you know, the forerunner of that contest if they roll high enough, and then the next person has to roll even higher. So the first person that goes kind of has an advantage a little bit.
3: But yeah, they kind of set that. yeah. Are.
0: They kind of set the bar, but nobody tied each other because I would have just had you as a front runner, even if you tied. You know, so yeah, and that one, I jeez, I ran that for five and a half hours, didn't I? Yeah, that
3: was. Uh, I was I was running my Vanguard Squadron, my Age of Rebellion game, right after that, so we just kind of let it flow seamlessly into, Mm -hmm. and it kind of helped that my Vanguard Squadron ran a little short, so. Um, because, well, some awesome player roles mm-hmm. and some, uh, mm-hmm. uh, judicious use of some very cool abilities that some of the players had. Um, <laughs> yep. so I, I, I wrote this adventure. Uh, it's kind of a follow up. Now, Vanguard Squadron is a kind of a, a love of mine. My, my players at one of my local friendly game stores, the guys over at Odyssey Games, um, they uh, they created this squadron. We, we wanted to do Age of Rebellion, and they created these characters. And I kind of fell in love with these characters, so running them through this campaign with them. And so when the campaign shut down, I took the characters and I and I locked them at 100 earned XP and created the first adventure, which I ran last year, which was Hearts of Sullust, which was one of my players' favorite adventures that I ran during the campaign for them. And um, I ran that last year, and it literally went through the whole game without a shot being fired until the very last scene where you basically had to kill a traitor and leave. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, so, and it was a great game last year uh that i ran and we had colin uh who joined us and um he ended up playing the commander and he, he, last year colin was a breakout he was just like oh, we didn't know this guy he just showed up to play <laughs> and uh, he played the commander and everybody's like wow that's awesome he did such a heck of a great job <laughs> yep. and then
0: um hey, he felt really comfortable last year even this year too like you know last year he was just like yeah, you're going to go here, you're going to go there, you're going to do this, you're going to do this, you're going to do this. Let's go. Right, all right. yeah. Okay, because he didn't look like the kind of guy, or because he looked a little nervous or whatever coming in, but then he's right. like, boom, yeah. <laughs> right into he's it. He's a
3: very unassuming fellow. It's great. He sit there, he's just very calm and everything, and then all of a sudden he's like command voice, and he's, all right, you're doing this and you're doing that. He's <laughs> great. I loved it. Mm-hmm. Well, then uh, this year. Yep. I wrote the adventure. I, I wrote it. The second one was one that I never got to run for the other group. Mm-hmm. And it was called between a Wampa and a cold place. <laughs> and uh, so it starts off with the group on Hoth. Uh, and yep. the, it happens like coincidentally at the same time that the invasion of Hoth is going on. They just don't know it. They kind of know mm-hmm. it's coming, but they don't know it's happening while they're running around these Wampa caves, fighting Wampas. Yeah. And I had a little surprise for one of my players uh, last year. Matt Stark um, freaked everyone out at the table when he <laughs> went to do an intimidation action with his character, and a I was I NP- think he was, a Wookie, I was wouldn't he? no, he was I was NPCing a Wookiee <laughs> okay. in a cantina playing Dejarik, and he walks up to the Wookiee and accuses him of cheating right in it. When he does that, and he just you know. He didn't tell us what he was doing. He just stands up, yep. walks over, gets in my face, points his finger right at me, and goes, oh, I think you're cheating. And at first, okay,
0: course, so I'm sitting between these two. Matt, I have to move <laughs> back because Matt comes over, and leans over. And to Tony, I'm like, what the fuck? I just <laughs> accused him of like cheating, like as a GM. I thought it was. I didn't know it was in character. <laughs>
3: Yeah, nobody really kind of knew it. I kind of figured it because the way he just the, his word, he was still mm-hmm. doing this character's voice. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so I played along with it. Well, th- this year, uh, I I was when I was searching for uh, maps of Hoth on uh, Amazon, I found a WAPA Laplander hat, <laughs> <laughs> and so the opening scene of them entering these caves. I threw the hat on and I just charged at Matt and tackled him.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He went, went around the table and just grabbed him because what he, Tony rolled to just, he grabbed Matt's character and threw him up against it and grabbed him and threw him up against the wall. That was great.
3: <laughs> so if you happen to see that picture out there, um, are you flexing me, with the hat on? With the, la- yeah. Uh, I, I was cheering for the home team. Uh, I had my Hoth Wampas, uh football shirt on, yep. <laughs> and uh, but uh, anyhow, uh, long um, so if I ever run this for you in the future, sorry, here's the spoilers. Uh, so then they come out of the caves after they've defeated the Wampas and they've rescued the crew of the fallen or the mm-hmm. crashed U-wing, and lo and behold, their radio starts crackling and it's General Veers telling Lord Vader he may begin his landing. Oh, was, and what so... What the fuck? <laughs> I, so now they have to make a mad dash to get to their ships before the Imperial troops to overtake the rest of the base. Yep. Quick uh, just did a skill challenge to do that. And that... That went really well. Uh, Everybody succeeded pretty much. We had one, or we had two failed checks. Um, And and so, and and three failed checks would have meant there would have been another encounter um, with a bunch of stormtroopers, a very hard encounter. Um, But it turned out that uh, um, between you guys and uh, some well placed uh, roles, you ended up blowing up an ATST, destroying a bunch of. Uh, troop emplacements for the snow troops and making it to your ships where you blast off into space. And so (laughs) then during the blast off into space I was just, I had wave after wave of TIE fighters to throw at these guys. Just tons and tons tons of TIE fighters. And then Chris.
0: (laughs) So I had a, I was playing a character, the pilot of the second chance, uh, Celestin. (laughs) <laughs> who had an ability called insight rebellion
3: and it's in the agitator tree
0: in the agitator tree where I've able I'm able to make three minion groups or three NPCs become quote-unquote rebellious so we had what the couple of starships just aiming at us to kind of before we make our make our um, jump to light speed and I'm like uh because the the round before that, Colin, our commander, took over the um, and our hacker, I think, was being played by Blaine. They ended up we ended up getting on the Imperial comms unit, so he's so like confusion. So in in all whole bunch of confusion, I'm like, hey, I'm gonna use this over the comms and say, hey, you guys want to join the rebellion, don't you? Or whatever. So I'm <laughs> inciting this rebellion. They start firing at each other. The two big ships start firing at each other. And we get out of there, and that was it. And then Tony Tony dropped a little bomb on us. That happened kind of moments later, if you will, Mm -hmm. when Mr. (laughs) Vader gets back to the ship. Right? If you want to let people know about that.
3: (laughs) Yeah, just uh, Vader and the 501st Legion executed the traitors (laughs) on their ships.
0: Let the (laughs) the, (laughs) the, (laughs) the (laughs) (laughs) squadron get away. Yeah, that was great. That was was pretty epic shit.
3: So, yeah, that was uh, Vanguard Squadron. And then. So, what did we have after that? We were.
0: I don't know. What did we have? We were
3: giving gifts and we were doing. I mean, we gave. The night before, we had given Jamie his monocle. And Mm -hmm. um, we were. I have a note here. What's SVC?
0: Well. I don't know, but I need to go back. I need to go back. I need. I need a little go back here. Mm-hmm. So there is something called. Um, we've been Tony, Jamie, and I have been kind of um, razzing on the. Um, what do you call it? The Savage Worlds guys. That mm-hmm. Genesis is the Savage Worlds killer, right? Mm-hmm. So we're going to get back <laughs> and forth and all this stuff. But those. But the Savage Worlds guys are saying, "Eh, you and your chicken bones," because you know, reading these dice. Are like reading chicken bones, right? So I'm making my, oh. I'm making my, my, um, what do you call it?
3: Death Star waffles my on Death Saturday. Death Star morning. waffles
0: on Saturday. Or Friday
3: morning. morning Friday morning, Friday morning Friday. and
0: whatever. I'm, pl- I'm packing up and whatever. And Eric, Eric Lamoureux, who wrote Wise Guys and, you know, um, what is it? Just Insert Imagination over there.
3: Eddie mm-hmm. he, he works for. Yeah.
0: <laughs> he hands me a crowned royal bag. And I'm like, okay. He's like, yeah, got these in from Africa for you. Like, what? I open it up. The man gave us chicken bones that look (laughs) like they're colored the dice color of Genesis dice. So we had our green.
3: He gave them to all of us that are, it's you, (laughs) me, Stefan, and Jamie, all of us that are.
0: (laughs) (laughs) The Savage World Killa. And um, (laughs) so I roll them. I'm like, oh yeah, I think yeah. These kind of cancel because these two bones are crossing each other, and I'm trying to figure it out. And then I'm like, and then I tell um Gary, who's totally against, them, I'm like, Gary, dude, you gotta help me out. And I roll him in front of him. He's like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah, so, I have mine here. Yeah. Um, hmm. So yeah, th- That was a great prank, and yep. it was a weekend of that. I mean, it was. We had agreed. A bunch of us had agreed before we went. Jamie. <laughs> Is not a big fan of The Last Jedi. He actually had an episode on his, of his RPG brewery where yeah, he just yeah. freaking yeah, ragged are, on yeah. it. Yep. And his least favorite thing about The Last Jedi is the porgs. The and we have, we have all. So a bunch of us went out and bought <laughs> bobblehead and plush and window mount uh, porgs. <laughs> and. Th- because Chris and I had a adjoining room with Jamie and Blaine, and Blaine was also kind of involved in this, the Porgs ended up doing everything. They ended up all over his room. Uh, they they were in the shower. They were on the toilet. They were, <laughs> thanks to Daryl, they were um, in precarious positions on his bed.
0: Right. Uh, like every <laughs> like, it felt like every hour... Every hour on the porg? hour Jamie comes out it's like who the fuck put this pork here <laughs>
3: Well, during the Deep Madness game, someone brought one out to the table and I shoved it in his dice bag. Show it to one of the monsters.
2: The yep. second is like ghost. Oh my God, what's that? Mm-hmm. It's a ah! Yeah,
3: But Jamie B, the good sport that he is, he, he took all the porgs home. They actually sit in his game room um, instead crazy. of burning them an effigy at the end or whatever. <laughs> and Matt's, the one he did, he got from Matt Stark, uh, a.k.a. Frog Dick. It says right on it, you have been frog dicked. <laughs>
1: Wow. <laughs> that's awesome mm-hmm. uh,
3: so, um, so yeah we hair. had a lot of fun pranking each other and um, so uh, on uh, on Saturday night that's when we played Choking Hazard
0: yep oh. yeah but before that though huh, come on now
2: what if we got a wise guys too No. oh we had, yeah we, well, wise no, guys well it was game.
0: one of those th- I mean we had I don't know we met Stefan's sister
2: Yes. That's
3: Stephanie. Yes. Stefan Steph Dragonspawn. He disappeared for a while. We couldn't find him. Daryl well, knew where he was. A- but yeah. the rest of us were all like, where is he? We're trying to get Liz- together for a group photo. Yep.
0: Matt, Matt Jones's and- fiance, Liz and her sister. I can't remember what her name was. They went and helped out.
3: <clears throat> and out comes Stefan, or a.k.a. Stephanie Drag Queen Spawn. <laughs> In <laughs> a purple tights, a rainbow tutu, Coo-coo. heels, a dragon tail, heels with painted toenails. Yep, <laughs> he had uh, the uh, a t-shirt that he had made that said "Stephanie Drag Queen" spawn it. On it, he had mm-hmm. a wig. The the
2: whole nine yards, and he came out and he roasted all of us. Yeah, we did. didn't have time. For, we didn't have time for the dragon wings. He had actually dragon like butterfly wings to put on <laughs> wow. too. that be fuck. Wow. We didn't have time. That
1: well,
2: oh. was great. Well, his ear, his uh, horns
3: kept falling off, so I guess it was probably a good thing he didn't have uh, wings, tail, and horns to manage. Right. Um. But uh, underneath, he even had rainbow glitter eyelashes underneath his mm-hmm. purple star shades Mm -hmm. I mean it was just if you get if you see the pictures out there folks he was amazing and and we all loved it he came out and he roasted us all he came and individually came and greeted us all Mm -hmm. and there's there's at least one photo with every one of us. And I think the one with me, he told me this joke that was just so fucking rude that I'm just looking at him so embarrassed to be standing next to him <laughs> laughing at this joke. Uh, but, uh, and then Chris, Chris, you danced with him a little bit. Yeah. yeah her,
0: her, I danced her, with Stephanie, Stephanie, dude, Who dude you born, got some... I guess, I guess Stephanie is like what? 69 seconds younger or older. Exactly. <laughs>
2: At least that's what she so said. You got, you got some silky smooth legs and some good uh, gyrating hips over there, young man.
0: Yeah, well, you know, it's accentuate <laughs> my belly. My belly fat kind of accentuates my movement too. You know, it kind of it gives you an illusion that I'm actually moving good, right?
1: Yeah. <laughs> but I that was that yourself. was um,
0: and I, I I asked um Stefan after that if he's ever done anything quite like that before. He's like, uh, no. Only for you guys, yeah. only the first time, and we're like, wow! And
2: I can attest to that. This only is a one and done, I think. Yeah, I think yeah. so too. But wow, it was that funny. Always, awesome. oh, the look on Matt Stark's face when he sat his lap and reached out to grab some Chester—I I fucking died. <laughs> <laughs> it fucking killed me.
3: <laughs> oh,
0: yeah, so Mister Dragon Spawn, you're all ours. <laughs>
3: You are 100% awesome. Yeah, both Chris and I are like, yeah, he's a weirdo, but he's our weirdo. oh okay. <laughs> my favorite was Harrison <laughs> sipping his beer. <laughs> Harrison <laughs> couldn't <laughs> look more awkward in the,
2: picture that was, the two that were taken. That was uh, uh, fucking awesome. That was
3: yeah. yeah, and so then we played some Joking Hazard, which Chris ended up giving to me after the game. Thank you, buddy. I loved that game. It was Good. a ton of fun.
0: I know. <laughs> we almost died laughing.
3: Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Dude. My sides,
2: my back, everything hurt from <laughs> laughing so hard. Oh, it was it was retarded. It was so much fun. The things that were coming out, the people that yeah, sometimes you had two or three good answers. You're like, which one?
0: <laughs> I know, I know. It's, we it's, just it's, had- it's it's again one of those games that's it's it's another one of those somebody votes and judges. Everybody puts in a card or whatever, and you pick your favorite one, kind of like apples to apples, but. Not a friend, family friendly game, of course.
3: The comic strips from Cyanide Happiness. Yeah, that's right. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, and so all in all, I mean, was this year as good as last year for you guys? For you, Chris? I think. I know, Daryl. It was definitely better for you. I mean, last year you were (laughs) in the hospital. I
0: mean, yeah. Well, yeah. The week of, dude, you went in the hospital. That sucks. Um, yep. You know, I'll tell you, there were they are both 50 pieces of awesome for different reasons. Last year, got to meet all you guys face-to-face for the first time. And, it's like, and we Brother! got to plan this show. And we got to plan the show. The, the show came out of it last year. Um, but then this year, like you had said, Tony, I wasn't nervous. i looking forward to seeing everybody again. I'm seeing Daryl for the f- first time face-to-face. Um, and then meeting Jay and... You know the you know the twats and stuff. Um, I think it was I think it was up there. It was really really good. I loved it.
3: That was great. Uh, yep. I got to throw Daryl my favorite uh, Anakin Skywalker line. Uh, sorry, but you're shorter than I imagine.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs>
0: yeah, you were, dude. You were.
2: Uh, I did say to everybody. I was only five foot eight. And I and I remember I said, Who what's I I of everybody over there and Steph's let me now? I, well, I said Tony is probably the smallest one. Everyone else is six feet tall. I'm like, Okay. Yeah. I'm gonna be fucking looking up at Matt Stark. I'm looking up at Gary, I'm looking up at Jamie, looking up at Blaine, looking up at Chris. I'm like, oh fuck y'all. <laughs>
3: Uncle Jay helped you down there in the.
2: Well, you yeah. too. I felt that? at least some sort of kinship with you. Yeah, uh, his nephew?
0: Yeah, his nephew. No, that's <laughs> yeah, right. His nephew. nephew was
2: just a tower of flesh. Oh my God. Growing big <laughs> Hold on. Down there. I'm going to get some phone books. Step on them. <laughs> and that
0: even wasn't <laughs> enough.
2: <laughs> well, he
3: was a big man. Yep. So then we all went home on Sunday. But before we went home, Chris <laughs> yeah. and I. We, Chris didn't fly out till five o'clock. So Chris Mm -hmm. and I decided, you know what? We're sitting there after breakfast. And like, what do you want to do for the next couple hours till your flight? Chris goes, "Why don't we go see a movie. So we're talking, we're looking at a local area. Gary walks up, says, uh, what are you guys doing? We're going to go see a movie. Well, Gary doesn't fly out till Monday. Yeah. Uh, so Gary's, I'll come along. (laughs) So. We take Gary and we went down to a local theater and we went and saw Overlord.
0: Oh, dude. That's like which, Weird Wars 2 dialed to 11
3: or something, man. That was great. Dude, that, that was, was a great movie. Great movie. It a caught great, me by surprise.
0: And would you call it a great Tannhauser adventure? <laughs>
3: oh, if you, yeah. If they, mm-hmm. when they put out Tannhauser setting, which I'm sure they will, Overlord will probably be the first adventure I run in it for sure.
0: <laughs> yeah, it was. Don't I won't spoil the movie or anything, but yeah, it was good.
3: Yeah. So and it then, was really good. yeah, everybody got sadly, home we
0: safe. Had... You had a really long drive there, Daryl. Yeah,
2: yeah you all, um, um, you did it all in one day. Yeah, I'd, I, I did. Too, it was about twelve and a half hours, and oh, it was man. a long. It was brutal. Uh, next year, I'll, I'm going to be flying that. Mm-hmm. I already told Stefan that. Uh, yeah, I'll meet you there.
0: <laughs> yeah. Hopefully you guys fly here to Minneapolis. <laughs> yeah. we can well, go to Mecca. We'll you know, we'll we'll spend it yeah. we'll spend a day at Mecca, the fantasy flight uh, gaming fantasy center flight by Game it. Center. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. So. Yeah, so, that so was... that's our Go ahead, do Go ahead, Chris. Go ahead.
3: Ah, back, I beat you to it. No. I'm
0: I'm 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 from Minnesota. I have to let you go first. Go.
3: All right, fine. <laughs> Hey. No, so that was Con on the Cop. And for us, yeah. it was an amazing adventure. I hope you guys enjoyed our recanting of our tales. I know it's not our usual episode, but... hope it wasn't um, too
0: boring for, me, for you guys. But if you can ever make it to a gaming convention, have the means and do it, S- highly yep. suggest it. It's, it's a great, great experience.
3: Playing and games, I, I didn't cover one game that was run at the con because we're going to have him on an episode in a couple weeks or in a month or so eric lamaroo uh who is writing a savage world setting called wise guys mm-hmm. um and he's been he he demoed it for us last year uh chris and i both played and it had a great yeah. time but this year he came prepared like none other Ooh. And a lot of people say it was the game of the con. Yeah, uh, it was pretty awesome. The, it those pretty good. Uh, usually were the people that weren't in my games, but um, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it was a beautiful, beautiful mm-hmm. game. I was sitting across uh, at, while I was running Age of Rebellion at the same time, and it just looked amazing. I was jealous oh, of all of I
0: mean, was my... He had some smoke Sorry? that he had. He had like the whole area kind of smoking. But what he used is he used, I think, a bunch of those um, what, cotton balls or something that he spray painted black? or
3: I'm
2: something? sure we'll find out. There uh, yeah, we'll LED out. lights. I remember looking, I was playing in your game and I'm like looking over at his and like looking at all the props and preparation he did. I'm like, if I could only be at two places at once, I gotta clone myself. Next year's con. <laughs> There's not enough whore to go around. That's right. <laughs> exactly. Too many games, not enough ho. Oh, only, yes. only the
0: gaming whore would be thinking, man, only if I could clone but, myself,
1: I could be in more games.
2: I did hit one thing out of the park this year. Next year, I'll be doing. I'll be doubling up on it. Is the maple syrup whiskey, which was very well appreciated by everybody at the con, it seems. So next year oh, yeah. I'll be doubling up yeah. on that.
3: I'll put my order. But in I didn't. No, I said I think I consumed the vast majority of that fifth myself. I shared with everybody, but not much.
0: <laughs> I had maybe. I had maybe a tenth of it. Maybe not even. Uh, maybe. A
3: f- Wait a minute. A f- <laughs> I, I like you, but not that much. Yeah. The <laughs> box? You want a sip? No, no, no. That's too big of a sip. You can't have more.
1: <laughs> and of I'm course,
0: rushing Tony. Right and of course, Tony had like a had a 12 pack of um, Angry Orchard and a fifth of Fireball waiting for me, dude. You rock. Appreciate ah. that. So, what was what was the game of the con for you guys? For me, there were two. Only because got to run Fellowship of the Dead with my co-host. That was awesome. But I've got to say, Deep Madness was fantastic. As much as I really loved the Vanguard Squad and kind of helped you out with some of the character sheets and stuff, and epic ending to that, Deep Madness really came off well and how you pulled it together. And yeah, yeah, that was great. And seeing Matt, and seeing Matt Raz just kind of get into it and just say, yeah. Oh, you want me to roll more madness? I'll roll more madness. <laughs> I'll roll <laughs> on a madness table. And I'm we'll... going on a crazy train. <laughs> I'm kind of going on a crazy train. And that's the thing. When you get as a GM or as a DM, it doesn't really matter whether they are playing Genesis or Savage Worlds or D&D or whatever. When you have your players suggesting bad things happen to them, oh, <laughs> You've and been it, you, They've been anointed. I mean, it's just
2: great. <laughs> we got red madness. We got undersea madness. We got two for one madness. It's a madness blowout. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
3: yeah, I, I gotta say, uh, I mean, I played in some good games, but mm-hmm. as far as seeing that game come together the way it did, mm-hmm. um, with uh, and and the way Harrison reacted after being able to get him to say to get Genesis and to understand that there's more there than he was giving it initially. And the fact that he said, you know, so much so that Jamie gave him two sets of dice and he's going to run it for his friends, uh, when he gets back to England. Uh, so, you know, we gathered, uh, our third, uh, convert for the convention, um, to Genesis, that just the way that game came together with the players and and with the mm-hmm. way I mean I was given about two and a half hours to really kind of prep it mm-hmm. and it came off really well.
0: Yeah, so, and you know what? When you got, when and I do recommend you all listening to the live play, even if you don't really like live plays that much, listen to it because the way Harrison took the story point idea and ran with it. Oh, he I won't spoil anything, but it was. Pretty unique to what he had done. It
3: was unique. Yes, it was very unique. unique. It he was. challenged me as a GM to mm-hmm. at times there when his he was doing it, and that to me makes me a better GM. So I love it. So mm-hmm.
0: yep, yep. And it, again, it, it's cooperative storytelling. He was telling a story with it, worked it in, not knowing quite how the mechanics worked, but he got it towards the end too, and I think that's what kind of set him over the edge of. Liking it too much, liking it a lot. How about you, Daryl? What was your uh, game of the con? You gaming or you?
2: Um, <laughs> to be honest, I, 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 you know what, I, uh, I like Tony's Vanguard. My first time, I, I played Star Wars before, but it was just like we talked about, like Eric's preparation. I would have loved to try the, the his wise guys game, but Tony was equally as prepared with all those the battle mats. The minis, mm. you know, the Tie Fighters, the X, uh, the X-wing, all this stuff, plus the Wampa figurines, and dude, the hat you wore—that was fucking hit it out of the park. It was that was one of my favorites, and the fact that you had seven players—that's right, you heard it—seven. Yeah, and like clockwork bang, 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 and there was no laps, it was fluid, it was constant, mm-hmm. that was my one of my favorites, and the other one was Savage World's game was uh, Eric's uh, Trailer Park, uh, what was the name of it, Trailer Park and uh, Shark Attack, or whatever it was, it trailer was park, amazing. Yeah. Trailer Park, Shark Attack. Trailer Park, Shark Attack, because I walked in on that game, I wasn't signed up for it, I was just the last minute joiny, and I was really impressed, not only by the scenario, but the way Matt Stark played his drug dealer, the way Jay Raz played at uh, the trailer park hoe, and I like the way I played my, the way I I, I played my 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 hillbilly. It was freaking awesome. Nice. So. and I, afterwards I followed up with a, a girl in a buddy suit. So it was pretty amazing <laughs>
3: and it was the opening game of the con for you so it really kind of set the tone for the whole con of just how much fun you were going to have
2: it was so. and it was the only savage worlds game i played and uh, you know what i i yeah, i enjoyed it, it was good and, and then of course see? vanguard squadron was the last game you
3: played for the weekend there you go yeah i see what you did there yeah. <laughs> yeah. well yeah so we've kind of fell in love again with con on the cob um Mm -hmm. for for one more day reminiscing reminiscing. but we kind of got to call it a call an end to it
0: yeah we do because it's getting long sorry everybody okay so So, let's move on on to the next section
3: okay oh yeah everybody kind of likes this one.
0: Ooh. yeah
3: Well, welcome to Advantageous Threats, folks. Uh, This is where we get to roll some dice. Um, So for today, for my scenario today, I wrote that I am GMing a game of deep madness.
0: Really? Have you ever done that before?
1: Uh, A
3: couple times. Uh, My uh, Mind Eater's Acid Spit Attack is a ranged attack. Uh, The ranged is a skill for this minion, and my minion group consists of four minions with an agility of two so my uh my uh so my dice pool ends up being two yellow one green Mm -hmm. at short range that is one purple difficulty
0: that is true now now because we're in deep madness mm -hmm. lights are flickering Mm -hmm. pretty sure a setback die for
3: the darkness might be appropriate here you think However, these creatures have blindsight, and they remove setback die from darkness. So there you go. So, just aiming at the first character in line just happens to be. I didn't put this down here because I was evil. Uh-huh. <laughs> I choose Chris's. I chose Chris's character of Amanda Weaver that he was playing. Aww. And uh,
0: <laughs> Why don't you upgrade that? Because no. uh, it is Amanda Weaver. Her, that is um, the daughter of
3: Ripley Weaver, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a character kind of based on uh, uh, Sigourney Weaver and uh, uh, Ripley's daughter Amanda from the Alien series. Yeah, and yeah. The character's drawing looks just like Ripley. <laughs> Pretty much. It looks just Pretty like much. Sigourney Weaver. <laughs> so uh yeah so uh um how about daryl what so do you think
0: does that sound good to you i think they'll aim They're yeah gonna you gotta get the boost guy.
2: die yeah you gotta get your boost die remember <laughs> right, I'm hey, you roll can't this do up. when you're healing <laughs>
0: i'm right, sure you can't aim when you're healing but you can aim when your ass
2: is spitting though Damn it, mama
3: all right so i end up with three so just so you know my only negative die was the red die that you gave me mm-hmm. with your upgrade. Well and it came up with a despair. Yes, Ooh. it did. But... Yes, it did. I still ended up with three net successes and two advantage. So it activates auto fire, auto spit. so Blast. Oh, so they're right. going to activate blast. Now, this attack does five damage. Ouch. With three successes, that's eight. And then Blast, they hit everyone at engaged range, which was in that tight little hallway that I had you guys in the entire party. (laughs) (sighs) Despair.
0: So for the despair, the first thing that popped into my head, especially after you saying that that you activate Blast with Acid, um, I'm thinking there's like a conduit there that has a bunch of steam or whatever that hits that, that hits on the ceiling from both sides and the steam just kind of just creates like a steam wall between us and these guys mm. so that we could potentially run mm, our sneak fuck. away.
2: <laughs> we now, <can> run <laughs> the fuck away, yeah. Is <laughs> this a despair? That's a despair? That's a despair. I would say it hits a power cable and a carrot cable falls down and shocks it.
3: Oh well, well, and, and it's too. a minion. It's a minion group, so it, that would kill one of the minions.
0: Yeah, I like that too, man. Yeah, so it. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. Yeah, so So it kind of. It kind of. So the acid goo hits this little power coupling, um, like a a, a coupling for it, and it just kind of falls down and zaps one of these fuckers.
3: So one of them just kind of the little brain matter thing on the top of it just kind of jiggles, 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 and pops, and yeah. one brain matter shoots all over everybody. Guess yeah. what, everybody? Fear checks. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Kentucky Fried Acid <Asset> Spitter. Yeah, <laughs> first. <laughs> all right.
3: Uh,
0: well done. Well done. Right. That was cool. That was pretty cool.
3: All right. Okay, How about you, so, Chris? What you got? Well,
0: I'm DMing <laughs> a game of... <laughs> I don't care. Um, <laughs> copyright be damned. Gauntlet Throne, a, here we go. Gauntlet let's Throne, do I don't give a fuck. <laughs> DMing motherfuckers. Um, the, a Fellowship of the Dead game. Uh-huh. And my Mirkwood spiders. Ooh. I have a Mirkwood Those spider. nasty. Yeah, they were awesome. Those
3: were so nasty, dude. You're undead. Those undead spiders, man, is like, what the hell? (laughs) Sorry, go on.
0: So, um, it's gonna make like a web attack against a um one of the characters nearby. Um, Okay. And the range, so it's a ranged attack. Doesn't do any damage. Crit is pretty high, of crit six, but it has an ensnare three quality. Sorry, which means. Mm -hmm. I believe the rating on the ensnare sets the difficulty to break out. Okay. So um, it's ranged, um, ranged attack with an agility. He's got a, a agility three, and my target is short-ranged away. So he's got a range, so, so they have a range of one, agility of three, so that would be one yellow, one yellow two green.
3: Okay. One purple. You, for the distance. Who are you aiming at? Which character?
2: A okay, Sandril, and she's pretty flexible and very dexterous, so she dives out of the way. So upgrade the check.
0: Well, we'll see there, Daryl, because you're playing a Sandril, aren't you? So upgrade the check. Okay, she is. She is a fairly dexterous.
2: Let, let, let's just say that you're targeting her. She's short range, but let's say she's stuck between trees, so therefore she has some cover. All,
3: All right. You did
2: you did you keep
3: your copy of a Sandriel?
2: Somewhere, I know I brought her back. uh,
3: It's the one character that I didn't get back. Um, Cool. Anyhow, I think she had some range defense. Yeah, one and one. I think
0: we'll add we'll add a range defense in there. Okay. And because this is Daryl's character and he's on our show, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna upgrade as well. Yeah. Flip a story point. (laughs) (laughs) And you know what? I'm gonna aim. Can you aim shooting something out of your butt? Absolutely, you can because it's in the rules.
2: Why you well, you guys, you guys did hotel. in your hotel room. <laughs> no, that was definitely a to. blast. Yeah, that yeah, was a blast. blast. so much yeah. advantage rolling around in that room. See, but I don't
0: know if that was a triumph or despair there, Tony. <laughs>
2: <laughs> triumph for us, despair for, <laughs> for the players.
3: For Daryl, yeah.
1: All
0: right. So, okay, so I have two yellow, a green, a blue, a red, and a black. Sound good? Great. All right, here Basically. we go. Holy buckets. Holy, holy despair, Batman. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Nothing on the aim, nothing Spare. on the, the range defense didn't help you at all. But I did oh, get well. two successes and two advantage, which means I'll do three damage to you, which you'll more than likely soak. However, I do get to activate the ensnare quality, you being in between this tree. So, how would you like to use that despair there, Daryl?
2: Uh, let's see. And it's only um, one despair.
0: It's not three or two.
2: <laughs> I dazedly blow up. Ah, no. Um, let's see. As he. I don't know. Maybe he just gets uh But the despair baby gets knocked over by one of the horses. As he's spraying her, there's other characters well, that makes around. Sense. One.
0: Hey, that makes sense. And, one of the one of the characters are are kind of have on the care the char- uh, blah, blah blah. Stefan's character, who was he playing?
3: Edamir of Rohan.
0: Edmir of Rohan was running between you and actually kind of gets tangled up in the webbing and flips the guy over, right? Is that kind of what you're
2: thinking? A, yeah, I'm thinking yeah, one one he one gets one caught guy. up in the legs and then the thing gets flipped over and he's caught up in a horse's legs. Nice or in between or something.
0: Cool, dude. Cool. All right. All right.
2: So well, that was that was fun. Yeah, it
3: was. <laughs> <laughs> do
2: you want to add anything, Daryl? No, I'm 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 just listening. This is great. <laughs> <It's your laughs> awesome, list.
3: awesome. All
0: right, well then, are we ready to end this thing? Finally, it's been a couple hours, almost.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
3: let's, let's do it.
0: All right, everybody, that's our show for tonight. Um, I want to give a uh, shout-out to those tabletop twats that flew on over from across the pond to meet us at um, Kana Niqab. They have a um, tabletop RPG podcast that's all about role-playing tabletop RPGs. Nick says he has his very own beard. Harrison, who is part shark... Part made, which I might have seen that this weekend. <laughs> um, James is half Gourd, all Asian. Yeah, he is. Um, <laughs> and and um, let me see. In their latest episode, they answer the question: Do post-apocalyptic games suck? Go
3: that was their last episode before they did their con on the cob.
0: Oh yeah. After. Yeah. yeah. I guess I wrote um, these show notes before
3: they put that Yeah, one. no, that's okay. <laughs> every Just so you know, every show in the words in the Nerds International Network, I think it has done a Con on the Cob after action report. Oh, yeah. Um,
1: yep.
0: Yeah, so that's... But the, anyhow... Yeah, they're, they're, on, they're on the Mayways, Facebook, iTunes, Podbean, a proud international Nerds International member. They're on SoundCloud at soundcloud.com slash tabletop dash twats. Um, that's it, man. Daryl. Appreciate you
2: on coming on, bud. Well, it was a pleasure. Thanks for having me on, guys. It was a, it was been a blast, literally and figuratively. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I appreciate
3: you coming on. I, I know you were nervous coming on here, and I I really appreciate it, buddy. So
2: I, I was yeah, nervous man. as a virgin on prom night.
3: <laughs>
2: Not so and, much and anymore, now.
3: Yeah, yeah. Good. Now you're just now you're just a virgin on prom hand.
2: night. <laughs> Now I'm just Actually, a gaming no. ho.
0: You kinda had you kinda had your uh, you had your 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 um, gaming con uh, cherry popped, didn't you? This was your first gaming yeah, con, right?
2: Finally. There you go. Uh, so. next next year's is gonna be even wilder. More alcohol, more fun. Uh, maybe I'll be the one getting stupid drunk. <laughs> hey, somebody we gotta pass that Let's mantle. Hope.
0: Let's hope. <laughs> you have to get that you have to get that from Uncle Jay.
2: <laughs> maybe I'll be doing some French karaoke.
3: All right. <laughs> oh my. Awesome.
2: Oh my <laughs> <laughs>
3: exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, you can, f- folks, you can find us at finding the narrative podcast at gmail.com. You can email us both over there. You can get a hold of me on at finding the narrative on Facebook. Uh, both of us you can get a hold of at uh, finding the narrative and the Nerds International Network on G. We're still there. Don't visit much, but we're still there. Uh, we're also with mm-hmm. Nerds International and as Finding the Narrative on me. Uh, listen to us where you've heard us before. Tell your friends we're on Podbean, iTunes, YouTube, and on Google play. And this is Tony saying, keep rolling them bones, the chicken bones.
0: Yes. And remember the rule of cool, everybody. And just have fun.
3: Adios. Adios. Night.
0: Finding a narrative podcast is not affiliated with or endorsed by any companies mentioned on this show. Any of the products mentioned on our show or appear on our website are the property and copyright of the respected owners. All items are used under fair use and educational and review purposes. All other items are the intellectual property of Finding the Narrative Podcast. Copyright 2018. All rights reserved.